The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. No one was ready for the magnitude of the meltdown of the world banking system. Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers and the Royal Bank of Scotland in Britain went into freefall. The result? Bankruptcy or huge bailouts of cash in the United States and Great Britain. General Motors and Chrysler, symbols of America's industrial might, slunk off to Washington, cap in hand to a new president asking for money. One of the great lessons of history is that nations and empires rise and then fall. Often the seeds of their destruction have been sown many years before. The American empire has been an economic empire. Just as the Romans or the Spanish and the British rose and then fell, so too we could well be witnessing America's demise. What most people do not realize is that America's power in the world is waning fast. And as she does, an old saying is resonating in the minds of many. It is this, nature hates a vacuum. Which means it's not possible for one power to decline without another quickly taking its place. As we see US military and economic muscle fading away on the world stage, other nations will want to fill the gap. Will it be China? Will it be Russia or India? The answer is revealed in prophecy and we can show you that it will be Europe. A powerful European Union is growing right now and will soon exercise its newly found presence on the world stage. Do you want to know how this is going to affect you personally? Well then stay tuned. A warm greetings to our regular Tomorrow's World viewers. You might not realize that events occurring in Europe today are going to affect every person in just a few years from now. Yes, that is you and your loved ones. Did you know that Europe is once again set to play a vital role in world affairs? Though it is one of the smallest continents, it has had the greatest impact on the rest of the world. The European Union has been in existence now for over 50 years. In 1957, the six founding countries of what is now the European Union signed the Treaty of Rome. They established the European Economic Community. The leaders of Germany, France, Italy and the three Benelux countries agreed to an ambitious plan. They wanted to slash red tape and remove customs and duties between them so that Europeans could be free to trade amongst themselves. Over the next 50 years, the original European economic community has grown to become the European Union with its headquarters in the Belgian capital of Brussels. Many of the 27 members of the Union use the new currency, the Euro. Each participating country has its own distinct symbol. 
The Greeks have chosen to use the symbol of the goddess Europa sitting astride Taurus the bull. This ancient theme has found its way into the name of the continent, Europe. Some commentators have linked this to the passage in the book of Revelation, in chapter 17, where it refers to a woman who rides the prophetic beast that will dominate the very last days of this present world. To help you understand more about this prophetic beast, we would like to offer you a copy of our free booklet, The Beast of Revelation. Call the number on the screen for your free copy of this helpful booklet. Or you can go to tomorrowsworld.org where you can order your copy or read it online. Simply call us or visit our website. In today's program, we are going to see how Bible prophecy accurately depicts the future for Europe and how it will dominate the whole world for a short time. Expect to see Europe replace America more and more in world affairs. Expect to see the rise of two great personalities in Europe. One will be a great religious leader and the other a powerful civil and military person. And together they will bring Europe to be the major world power and so replace the United States of America. What you will hear in a few short years will be the term Holy Roman Empire. And when you do, you will remember tomorrow's world television program. You will recall how you heard about the last revival of the great Roman Empire in Europe. Let us notice how an ancient prophecy in its last stages of fulfillment will be fulfilled and you and I will be a part of the end play. Here at Tomorrow's World, we often refer to a prophecy in the book of Daniel because it is the benchmark of end time prophecies. So let us once again go to the book of Daniel, which describes the established Babylonian Empire and its transition to become the Roman Empire. If you have your Bible with you, follow me as I go through the words given by God to the prophet Daniel. We're going to be reading from the New King James Version. Now some of you may recall the story of the time that the great king Nebuchadnezzar had spent seven years in a state of almost animal-like wandering in his garden having lost some of his human faculties. And when God restored his sanity, he acknowledged and praised God. The story is recounted for us in chapter 4 of the book of Daniel. Let us turn to Daniel chapter 4 and in verses 34 and 35. And at the end of time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. In an earlier chapter in Daniel, that is chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar had asked Daniel to both reveal and interpret his dream of a great statue or image. Let us notice here, starting in verse 31 of Daniel chapter 2. You, O king, were watching, and behold a great image. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, and its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron, 
and partly of clay. Now Daniel went on to identify the different parts of this image. He told the king, you are the head of gold. Well, of course, the king loved that, didn't he? To hear that he was the head of gold. But then Daniel went on to say that the inferior kingdoms would come after his. And so it's widely understood that the next kingdom of silver was that of the Medes and Persians. And that was followed by the Greek empire of Alexander the Great. The fourth kingdom, the next one of iron, was to be the Roman Empire. And when it came to power, this empire was a powerful military machine that brought all of Europe under its control. Now, most people believe that this empire ended in 476 AD. But we know that it had six successive revivals with the last one about to appear. If we know what to look for, we will see it manifesting itself before our very eyes. And so I say again, expect to hear the term Holy Roman Empire. Notice what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 13 and verses 16 and 17. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads. And no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, many have thought that this refers to, say, a computer chip inserted under the skin, and others have suggested a, a tattoo or a, or a branding. Well, we invite you to find out about this mark of the beast in our free booklet, The Beast of Revelation. Be sure to request your free copy of The Beast of Revelation. You'll be glad that you did. So phone now to receive your personal copy of this booklet that will explain more about what lies ahead for Europe and the rest of the world. Or you can order the booklet online at our website, tomorrowsworld.org. And you can even read it online if you wish. Call now. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program today, we saw that Europe is becoming a world power, soon to eclipse the United States as the premier world superpower. But Europe is not just a secular state, it's also becoming a religious one too. In fact, the present Pope is determined to continue the work begun by Pope John Paul to make the new Europe a Catholic Europe. European bishops have called for a reference to religion in the Constitution. And in 1982, John Paul II spoke to Europeans in the city of Santiago de Compostela in Spain. Listen to what he said. He said, 
I, Bishop of Rome, from Santiago, utter to you, Europe of the ages, a cry full of love. Discover your origins. Revive your roots. The roots that the Pope referred to have now branched forth. They've spread to Eastern Europe, and now over 500 million people call themselves European. From the original six in 1973, the UK, Ireland, and Denmark joined. Then Greece followed in 1981. Portugal and Spain were admitted also in 1986. Austria, Finland, and Sweden were added. The largest group of ten nations, mainly from the old Russian satellite states, entered in 2004, and then in 2007 they were followed by Bulgaria and Romania. Consider, if you will, how Europe compares with the United States. You'll be surprised to see how this growing conglomerate already surpasses the world's biggest superpower in several ways. Let us firstly look at population. The United States has just passed the 300 million mark, but the European Union has already passed 500 million. That is half a billion people. What about gross domestic product? The United States was recently overtaken by Europe. In 2008, the American GDP was $14.3 trillion, while the Europeans achieved $15.3 trillion, according to the IMF. Now, what about the number of workers? Well, there are 155 million workers in the U.S. labor force, while the European Union has 230 million. So, all in all, the EU is overtaking the U.S., Many Bible students are beginning to recognize a possible link between Europe and the prophesied beast power spoken of in Revelation chapters 17 and 18. Let us turn, if we can, to Revelation chapter 17 and in verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names and blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. There is an interesting parallel between Europe and this woman who rides the beast. This similarity is found in mythology that goes back to the times of the Greeks and Romans. In fact, the name Europe is derived from the Greek goddess Europa. And according to Greek mythology, a Phoenician woman was seduced by the god Zeus in the form of a bull and was carried by him into Crete. Though this bull, also known as Taurus, was her lover, she really had power over him. All of Europe looks to this story for the origin of their continent. Notice this Greek two-euro coin depicting Europa riding on Zeus's back. Let us return to chapter 17 of Revelation and also now in verse 9. The angel who had shown the apostle John this vision of this woman riding the beast explains that the seven heads are seven mountains, that is, seven governments or kingdoms upon which the woman sits. In the past, six of these kingdoms have come and gone, and the seventh, that is the last, and is about to appear, 
will come upon us. Since all previous kings have arisen in Europe, we would expect the last to arise there also. In this scenario, the woman has power over the decisions of the civil rulers of Europe. She does not have an army or a police force. She does not make the laws and enforce them. That's the domain of the civil authorities, but she can and will influence and cause them to do what she wants. Once again, let us offer you a free copy of The Beast of Revelation. This informative booklet will again reveal to you just how events will occur very soon to bring about the fulfillment of end-time prophecies. Just call the number on the screen to receive your personal copy. You will not receive any follow-up calls and your address will not be passed on to a third party. So call now. We do not yet know who the last king will be, but both the infrastructure and the laws have been established little by little over the last 50 years. You know, it's as if an architect drew up the plans, the builders built the building, and the decorators furnished the inside, and all we're waiting for is the arrival of the man who will take up residence. Let me quote to you from an article written in the October 1962 Plain Truth magazine, where Herbert Armstrong wrote the following on page 23. He said, This sensational prophecy of Revelation 17 reveals the presently emerging United States of Europe. The beast here described is the United Europe now forming that will resurrect the Holy Roman Empire. This beast, the Holy Roman Empire, is once again to come to life. The people of the world will be aghast in wonder when they actually do behold this ancient empire, resurrected to political and military life. The key verse for us to remember is in Revelation chapter 17 and in verse 10. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. Who were these five kings who have fallen? And who is the king that is? And who is the king that is to come? Let us understand. I will explain it to you. The first of these kings was Emperor Justinian. In 554, he decreed that the local government be chosen by the bishops and chief persons for each province. For the first time, the church was to be involved in choosing civil governors. So by merging the church with the state, the whole of Europe could be one, just like the days of the old Roman Empire. The next king to rule the Holy Roman Empire was Charlemagne, who was crowned by Pope Leo on Christmas Day, 800 AD. Now Charlemagne was a powerful ruler, but those who followed him were weak, and so a new ruler was needed to restore the power and the prestige of Rome over Europe. And so the third king was to be Otto the Great. He was a German ruler working with the Pope who set a precedent for our time. The empire was to last for 300 years, but like those before, ended in factional fighting. Now the fourth king was Charles V, who began the Habsburg dynasty that included all of Austria, Hungary, Spain, Germany and Italy. The Habsburgs are still waiting in the wings for the moment that they could be called upon to take the mantle of the Holy Roman Emperor. Will a Habsburg once again wear the Iron Crown? Wait and see.
The fifth king was a short, fiery Corsican by the name of Napoleon Bonaparte. He managed to thrust France into the world stage and through a succession of battles brought the Habsburgs under his control. He was proclaimed emperor in 1804 and Pope Pius came to Paris to crown him. But at the moment the crown was to be placed on his head, he took it from the Pope and he crowned himself. And then 10 years later, he'd lost his empire to the British at the Battle of Waterloo. So be sure to request your copy of The Beast of Revelation. You'll be able to study it in detail to see who the successive kings or emperors were of the Holy Roman Empire. And you'll be fascinated by what you read. So call now. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the final part of today's program, we're going to discover the identity of the sixth king, the one who is. And we will see how the rest of this prophecy applies to our present day and the future. But first, I'd like to offer you a booklet that explains this prophecy in more detail than we can cover on the program. To help you know what is coming and what is happening now in Europe, we would like you to have a copy of our free booklet titled The Beast of Revelation, Myth, Metaphor or Soon Coming Reality. This 48-page booklet explains the meaning of Daniel's prophecies. You will also read about the Beast of Revelation and its mysterious mark. What does the number 666 mean? When you read this book, you will find the answers to these questions. In the last part of our program, we discussed the first five kings revealed in Daniel's prophecy. But now who was the sixth king, the one who is? Well, the understanding of this verse was revealed in the 1930s to Mr. Herbert Armstrong at the time of Benito Mussolini's rule in Italy. Mussolini had recognized the Vatican as a sovereign state in 1929, and in turn, the church allowed him to declare himself emperor. He set about to conquer Ethiopia and recreate the Holy Roman Empire. A treaty between Mussolini and Hitler brought Germany into this orbit, and it all ended at the end of World War II. Do you realize that you are about to experience something that will be a shock to the world when it happens? Suddenly, Another Holy Roman Empire will be proclaimed, and the crowning of another emperor will take place. And when this happens, you will know that he will rule only a short time. And when he comes, it says in Revelation 17, verse 10, he must continue a short time. Though this time will be short, it will be long enough for the world to experience one of the most fabulous times of prosperity ever. 
But then the Babylonian harlot, who will be riding the beast for only a short time, will be destroyed by the power of God. Let me read to you what it is written in Revelation chapter 18. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the merchants of the earth have become rich with the abundance of her luxury. The Bible describes how the rulers who gave their power to the woman turn on her and hate her. And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, well, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate and naked, eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. The whole European political and religious system will fail and fall. As it collapses, hear what the merchants of the earth will cry out. We're going to read this here in Revelation chapter 18. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise any more of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, of bronze, iron and marble. In verse 17, we read, For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. The demise of the great power will be sudden and total. That's right. This will be the end of the continent of Europe's control over the whole world. Europe, which will rise to the heights of world prominence, will not hold on to its power. A dramatic change in world power is taking place right now. It is affecting the lives of millions of people. But what about you? How can you prepare for the times ahead? Notice what it says in Revelation chapter 18 and in verse 4, because this is specific instruction for you and for me. It says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. He also tells us that if we turn to him and we refuse to participate in the manners and the customs of this world's religions and keep his laws, he will protect us from the curses that will fall upon the rest of the world. In fact, he tells us, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. You know, my viewers and my Friends, I want to be able to say to you at this time that what you are learning and what you are hearing on this television program is giving you vital information for the future. As you understand and realize that this whole new system that's going to be rising up in Europe and is going to be influencing the whole world, and you realize that not all of this is going to be godly, you're going to have to understand and realize that you have to do something in advance. You have to prepare your life to bring it into harmony and accordance with God and God's will and God's purpose. And so for that reason, we are here to teach and instruct those whom God is calling. And we hope that what we have seen in our Bibles today will be of help to you. So be sure to join us next week at the same time as we bring you the good news of tomorrow's world. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
to view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.